Welcome to the International Teacher Podcast with your host, Greg, the single guy, and Matt, the family guy. We're recording episodes from around the globe to tell you about the best-kept secret in education. That's right, it's teaching overseas. We're glad to have you. So we're thinking, Matt, we're thinking um, instead of just one first day like this year, we can include first days from teaching. We've been teaching for many years now. And it could be a first day from any of the schools, stories like that. We'll focus on that, getting ready for the first day. I was going to say, you talk like you're trying to lure a co-ed home from bingo. <laughs> Matt, Matt, would you like to, Matt, would you like to start us off? <laughs> you, need to, you need to change it more to like a bringing her home from the VFW sort of a, yeah, a tone. Exactly. From bingo, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like your stamp and... <laughs> gosh you know oh, i go over my trailer i got some pbrs you know we can go back and it'll be a lot of fun i can <laughs> i'll put my tater tots in your oven <laughs> <laughs> i've rarely seen kent speechless laughing i really i really yeah, rarely yeah, have that's right sorry i'm a big dumb idiot <laughs> i love that i'm a big that's dumb perfect. idiot Okay. Do you want to get going? All right. Here we go. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to welcome you back after a shortened, long hiatus. We're rolling into season two, and we've been found in over 100 countries. That's right. You guessed it. This is the International Teacher Podcast, and we are glad to be back. And with you, this is Matt, the family guy, and I'm joined by Kent, the cat guy. And as usual, I am Greg, the single. It's so, it's the single guys. It's so great to have you back, Matt, isn't it, Kent? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is only our second or third episode where all three of us, this is the special second season trio. We'll, we'll call this the director's cut for season two, bringing everybody back in. It was our sponsors that needed to bring all three of us back because that's what they found really brought the most listeners in. By the way, speaking of sponsors, if you haven't picked up your copy of the now famous international book, hey, Kent, what was that book called? Uh, Finding the Right Fit, www.amazon.com or wherever you buy your books. Who's the author of that book? That would be our very own Greg. So good to have you so back. So for those man. of you that are looking into this overseas adventure, that would be a great place to start uh, in the event that you don't want to listen to us talk. So, uh, gentlemen, we haven't been together for a while. I know the last time we recorded was, what, early May or something like that? Yep, early May. And then we kind of wrapped up rolling into the end of the school year, and we all kind of went our separate ways for the summer. And then uh, for you guys, you actually started the school today. It was your first day of school and it was my first day of not having the first day of school oh, you've got so to it get was really that. uh explain that a little bit more day. come on explain that a little bit more to our listeners here matt well hang on i want to hear from you guys first about you rolling in your first day and then we'll then we can talk about that because um the beginning of the school year for people who are teachers they know what a crazy hectic time of year it can be and why don't you guys share a little bit about what your run-up was like rolling up to your first days of school here? Okay, well, I'll start off. 
my routine for the first day of the school year is usually to take it easy. I did my bulletin boards, had a manga theme this year, one of my passions, got the room all set up, and I just waited for them to roll in. Now, I will say that while I started the day off fresh and new, I forgot how much energy it takes to be a teacher. And by noon, I was ready for my nap, and by the end of the day, I actually took my nap. Huh. How long was this nap? Two and a half hours. Holy. (laughs) (laughs) I think I went by, he was underneath the desk at about... 1.30 in the afternoon. (laughs) There needs to be some sort of training routine before we jump into teaching where we do some calisthenics, run some laps, maybe stretch it out a little bit. We got to work on the voice break, uh, smoke break, coffee break. You got to get those things ironed out all within a span of five and a half minutes. Those fourth graders (laughs) really need a smoke break, don't they, Kent? (laughs) By noon, they're ready. There you go. Well, in all jesting, you know, you you are a fourth grade homeroom teacher, Kent, and Matt yes. used to teach middle and high and uh, elementary school at different times in the past, and he's moving on. But I actually changed my job a little bit, and it's not really clear yet how it's going to work out. But I did a lot of technology support this time. So, Matt, I was running around like a you know fill in the blank. What is it? One arm paper hanger and stuff like that. I was running around a lot today. I did stop in on Kent and uh, completely interrupted one of his discussions with his kids. It was great. Uh, I like to do that in Kent's room especially. It's usually controlled chaos, right? So I walked in, handed him a list of passwords and stuff for his students, and it's one of the things he needed from his tech support. So I'd like to say, slightly before you came in, we were visited by our school mascot. So I told the students that today we were visited by a big, hairy, furry person as well as a horse. Uh, was a big, I the hairy, hairy person? person? <laughs> you were the hairy person. I was the hairy person. <laughs> no one's ever called me hairy before. But uh, yeah, okay, back to what I was doing. So anyway, yeah, I don't know what to say to that. That's quite a segue there. They, they handed out hats at our school, Matt. They handed out hats for all the kids. Oh, I thought it was for the teachers. No, Both. it was for the teachers too. And now all of them look like our second grade teacher named Mr. T that always wears one of those like fishing brim hats. You know, he's like yep. he's a Cub Scout or a Boy Scout leader. Anyway, we all have these blue hats now, and it was just crazy. But I was going in and out, so I was having a crazy day with, I don't know, everybody. You know when teachers, when you start your year and you have Google Meet going or you're going to show a video, and our teachers, a lot of them didn't bother to try their technology yesterday or the day before or last week when they arrived. So we had this 911 list of emergencies that we had that my colleague and I had to go in and help all these people with their technology get their YouTube video working or they wanted to stream a song for the kids while they, you know, explored the me about me pages and stuff. Created a few things. And that was my hectic day and uh, I do have to say one thing though and Matt, I think you'll appreciate this cuz you know my father pretty well. Um, he's quite, yeah, he's, he's quite amazing guy. Tech support started at three forty in the morning, Matt. Wow. When you get a phone call, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, and all of our fans out there, when you, you probably know this, when you live overseas and you have a family member that calls you at three forty in the morning and you've been overseas for a number of years that, you know, 
your parents understand, your family understands time zones. We usually respect time zones so that you're not calling in, you know. So here it is, 3.40 in the morning. I got a call from my dad, and I thought it was an emergency. Like, mom is in the hospital. Brother's in the hospital. Something's wrong, right? No. Oh. Guess what it was, Matt? Something about the Packers would be my guess. No, it wasn't that kind of emergency. We're doing, usually we don't have emergencies with the Packers, right? No. Okay. Anyway. Diving? No. It was a video. He says, Greg. I need some tech help. Can you tell me how to open this video on the Mac? And I said, what? It's 3.40 in the morning. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. How do I open this video? And I'm like, he wants to open a video that I sent him from diving. And he's already seen the video like 100 times. He wanted to know how to open it up on his phone. So at 3.40 in the morning, I started my first day of school with the tech support with my dad calling from Wisconsin. And I'm never going to stop giving him any grief. I can't believe it. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you move overseas, you need to set some hard rules with your family and your loved ones and your buddies and say, listen, don't call me at 340 in the morning unless it's an absolute emergency because I will answer, but I won't be happy if it's a tech support. Yeah. That was my day. That was my first day here today. You know, and that's we're still teaching. We're still doing teaching stuff. And let's move on. Let's let's talk about you, Matt. I really want you to tell us what are you doing? It's funny you should mention the phone call thing, too, because as I, literally as I was laying down to go to sleep, my phone rang at uh, like 12.15 in the morning. Yeah, me too. And it was my brother calling. And it's like, the, you know, that one sibling who just doesn't call you and you know if they call like, oh, no, well, something happened. So, so he anyway, there you. was a mild, my mild family medical emergency, but it, it, it turned out everything was OK today. So but. Yeah, it's just for those of you that go overseas, you know what that's like, that you get that phone call and your heart just kind of sinks like, oh, crap, something's Mm -hmm. going on because I haven't heard from this person in three and a half years and now they're calling me at midnight. And so anyway, all worked out, no no worries or anything like that. But we don't need that excitement on our first day of school or your first day of work work for that matter. Like this is what your third day of work now, Matt, right? My third official, official day of work. Yeah, I I went, uh, for those of you that were listening, I don't even think we talked about this last year. Um, Last year was my, I guess you could call it my last year in education. And uh, I've been looking for quite some time to not find better grass, but just maybe a different pasture. Because I'm definitely, for those of you that know me, I'm not a grass is greener sort of a guy. Grass is grass, if you ask me. Um, especially uh, we won't get into the golf, uh, any metaphors and stuff like that, but I was able to take, move on to the corporate side of the company that we work for and work as a part of, uh, the leadership, uh, and development division. And so I have formally gotten out of the classroom, but still taken on some facilitator roles in, um, a more non-traditional sense where I'm working with adult professionals. And uh, I've just finished up day three and it's incredibly different. It's incredibly exciting and fun. And it's just something new, basically. I mean, I feel like I've been teaching for 630 years. It's been 24 and a half years. But, I mean, that's a career in itself right there. And so it was just trying to try something else. And man, this just, it's cool because I just feel like the options are unlimited for what I'm going to be able to do with this. Plus it looks great on a resume too, which is never a bad thing. And all those strategies that you use with the uh, middle school students work on adults as well. 
They sure do. And they work on the little kids as well. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to find out more about things like that, all you need to do is read the book. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Finding the right fit, www.amazon.com or wherever you buy your books. Oh, you guys are just relentless. And if you're one of, of Greg's coworkers who uh, you hit him with that 911 list today, don't forget to pick up your copy now. <laughs> if you're actually listening to this. <laughs> Just from, I just wanted to share an outside observation though. I don't, people who aren't in the education industry have no idea what goes on into the coordination of a start and finish of a school year. And so now being able to come at it from the outside, for example, last week, I still went back to the middle school and tried to help out with whoever needed it. Um, anything I could do just to kind of lessen their load. But then this morning when I was rolling into work, you know, I get my cup of Dunkin' Donuts, my casual stroll into the building, and I see the teachers just flying in and just this frenzied look like only a first day of school teacher would have. Uh, of course, they killed it and knocked it out and had a great day, as I'm sure your school did too, because, you know, after a while, this is just what teachers do and they're amazing at it. But people outside the business of education, they have no idea. It's what teachers do on day one, week one is uh, it's an immense amount of work. It's an immense amount of strain and doesn't get the kind of, I don't know, notice that it should because it's a pretty awesome time. Well, we're all heroes that they really need, but we're really more the heroes that they deserve, right? So, you know what I think is interesting, too, is that, that Matt has your Matt's wife, Stacy, is a, is a teacher also. She's teaching fourth grade this year, I believe, also, Matt. Yes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fourth grade, just like Kent. The other thing is that you're the family guy. I mean, uh, Kent's got a cat at home that didn't go to school. I don't have any kids that go to school, but you had... It's a cougar. You had, exactly. <laughs> you have four kids, and they're all going to school. Yeah. One's in fifth grade. Yeah, I got a fifth grader. My twins are second graders, and my littlest guy's a kindergartner. So that was a huge and day for so, your family, man, because even if you're not in the education anymore, you're off on the other grass, and Kent and I were working hard, but you as a father heard all about their first day of school today, too. Yeah, absolutely. There was nothing but excitement and energy coming home. We got to meet up at lunch, and we talked a little bit about their mornings, and, you know, it's funny the fifth grader is just totally jacked for everything he's excited and the twins the second graders are like nah and then uh and then actually the kindergartners don't start till sunday right the smart and start so, they have a special yeah. kind of start yeah 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 they go in for smaller sessions and stuff like that so the boys had a great day and so to all the people out there that made that possible thank you because i can't tell you how pumped especially my middle schooler was and when you have a middle schooler who's excited about something, that's that's rare. So obviously they get excited and less excited as the years go on. But, you know, as apathy sets in with puberty. I had a kindergarten, uh, not a kindergarten. I had a second grader today. I walked into a second grade classroom oh. to check on the teacher, make sure the technology is working. And of course, I had to say hi to the kids because I've taught most of them through and through the last couple of years. And one kid points to me, he goes, I know you. I, I think I know you. I, I think you taught me in kindergarten. 
did you teach me in kindergarten? Do you remember me? And I pulled the old, oh, I remember all of you. Yes, I'm sure I taught you. You know, like, who is that boy? I don't know that boy right now. I couldn't do it. I was like, my brain just did not retain any names today. I just kept saying, you, you, oh, hey, you, and hey, you, because it's so tough for a specialist to remember names. Kent was sitting in front of 20 souls all day long, right? The same 20 kids. And I just like, there's kids everywhere in school, all going, good morning, Mr. Lemoyne. Hello, Mr. Chicken. I'm like, I can't remember their names. I feel bad right now. It takes me a while to get warmed up. Oh, absolutely. I can't believe you guys are actually still upright. So when you said you wanted to record tonight, I was like, I want to go to bed at 7.15. And you guys are like, yeah, let's do it. Well, that's impressive. I would say your work day is going to be a little different. You're not going to want to go to sleep as early anymore. You're probably going to be a night owl, Matt, more than ever, because you're not doing that teaching thing and doing all your studying at night. You're pulling a lot there. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, no more teaching, no more grad school, but now it's on to a total different kind of learning. And if I, if I, I guess, how do I say this nicely? If I suck in front of kids, it's a little easier to hide than a room full of working professionals. So I kind of got to be a little more on my A game sometimes. I can't just bring my my C and D game all the time like I would when I would teach. So, Do you imagine that uh, adults will heckle you in the same way that kids do? I hope so. That's part of the fun part about being in the room. That's the best part about it. You know, I'm glad that we had a chance to meet tonight because today was the first day. And I love first days. Today was... Uh, you know, one of my side projects this year is to do a podcast for the students. I do oh, a three yeah. to five minute podcast to share with the students and the family. And one of the little girls in my class, fourth grader, she says, Mr. Armour, uh, Mr. Armour, I listened to your podcast. And I said, oh, that's nice. And she looks at me. She says, would you teach me how to podcast? And I looked at her and I said, aim higher, darling. Aim higher. <laughs> 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 aim higher aim to the itp instead okay fourth grader i so want I you to start listening that. to all 35 episodes of your teacher and a couple other teachers. i said darling listen to the podcast and then tell me you still want to be a podcaster oh i thought you were slamming our podcast you were at okay i, I was like thanks Ken. appreciate it Okay, he's axed out here, Matt. Um, it's now it's Matt, the Family Guy, and Greg, the Single Guy, and Kent has been banished. <laughs> no, he wasn't ripping on us. Okay, I tell you what, not though, on us, not at all. It's so cool that Stay. she's interested in in doing the uh, podcasting. I really love that idea. I have one student that's doing that from many years ago, and she's doing a podcast about TCKs, Third Culture Kids. And she's got one called yeah. Across Oceans. It's four episodes. She's into it. She wants me to interview with her on her podcast. And she's she's uh, dropping from, uh, I think she's in Switzerland now. Yeah. The Canadians that live in Switzerland. Her parents do what we do, right? And teach yeah. overseas. So that's really cool. I'm sorry I cut into you. Uh, Matt, what did you want to respond we, to? We interviewed her earlier in the year, didn't we? In season one? You know what? We did. She's actually, yes, yeah. that's right. We did. Yeah. I forgot about it. We've done so many episodes. Thank you for the memory. So, I forgot about that. I, I know Hero gets thrown around pretty easily these days, but I, Greg, I, I think we should nominate ourselves as her inspiration for doing that uh, podcast. So self-nominated inspirational podcast. I think we can add to our list of accolades. We're not the heroes she wants, but we're the heroes that she <laughs> needs. <laughs> <laughs> the heroes, I guess, for the, for the meantime. 
All right, boys, this is uh, my 18th year of teaching. I returned to teaching. I'm in my 50s now, and I returned to teaching after doing other careers. And um, when none of those careers worked out, I'm not sure this one's working out either, but 18 years worth. My very first day of teaching, it was back in the United States. And, um, you know, back then I wore a shirt and tie. You know, it was very fancy school. And, uh, you know, the students are lined up at the door. They're almost ready to come in. And I run to the restroom. You know, one last trip to the restroom because, you know, you don't just get to go to the restroom anytime you want to when you've got a room full of, of kids. So I run to the restroom and uh, I get finished doing my business and I go to zip my pants up and the zipper breaks off and they're just broken. The zipper is broken and the thing is just open to the world. My shirt is tucked in. There's no place to hide this mistake. I run back to the room. The students are coming, literally coming through the door. I grab the first thing I can find to solve my problem, a binder clip. I attach the binder clip to my pants and I turn around and I greet the students as they come walking into the door. And finally, about the 10th student looks at me and says, uh, do you know that there's a binder clip on your pants? <laughs> that, was my, that was my first day of teaching. I don't know where it was going to go from there. How oh, old were the kids? Fourth graders. These were oh, uh, okay. nine-year-olds. And was yeah. this in Seattle yeah. or around that Seattle area? Yes, this was north of Seattle in the suburbs of Seattle. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Matt, you remember your very first year of teaching, your first day of teaching. Can you share that one? Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. In 1999, I had uh, fourth graders as well. And it was funny because they we started and I was absolutely terrified. That's all I really remember. And I just remember I had to teach from 7.55 until 8.55. And then my kids had their first prep of the day. And I remember we hit that first prep and I had a student aide in the classroom at the time. So I had walked to the class down and came back and I looked at her and I said, did that go okay? Because I really have no idea what I'm doing. And she kind of looked at me and was like, yeah, it sounded good to me. I was like, okay, I guess I'm teaching now. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of how it went that first year. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But it all worked out. And some, you know, some of those kids grew up to be doctors and lawyers. So don't blame me for the ones that didn't, parents. Some of them might have grown up to be podcasters. Right, right. Hey, okay, Possibly. here, let me set up my story a little bit. Do you guys, do you remember back in education college or whatever you want to call it, like when we were studying to be teachers and methods courses and all that, do you remember ever hearing somebody give you the advice that if there's an interruption in the classroom and the kids are all like focused, you're in the middle of teaching something and that something happens and they're all focused on it. I had a professor tell me, you know, tell the class, hey, don't, don't feel like you can't embrace the interruption. So if all, if like half your class is looking out the window at something, then just address it and, and get it over with, and then you can return back. Did you guys ever hear that before? That kind of advice? Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's good advice. Sense. You don't want to just let it happen. Like if I walk in, Kent stops sort of and says, welcomes me and addresses the fact that I'm there. And, and then I leave and he moves on. So it's sort of that you manage the interruption. All right. So I wanted to set that up a little bit here. With my story starts in 2001, August 4th, I'm in Honduras, and it's my first year teaching. I was like 31, I think, at the time, my second career. I was in my class the day before, and I was thinking, should I put the name tags on? Nah, I'll do that tomorrow morning, right? So I had my whole classroom set up 
in a new school I'd never been to before. I had four days to set up my classroom, and I barely had anything in there. But I knew that 32 students were coming the next day, and I figured maybe I'll let them decide where to sit, and I'll put their name tags on later. So I got up early in the morning. The, this international school in San Pedro Sula, they offered a bus for all the teachers that were brand new that didn't have wheels. So they would bus us in the morning and get us there, and school would start at 7.15 a.m. So I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. I'm out there ready, sitting there with my, you know, with my shirt, my brand new shirt on and a tie. First day of school, 6.30 in the morning. I'm out there waiting. The bus shows up at 6.55. And it takes us about 10 minutes to get up there. And we get up there and there is a line of cars going. So I get up to my classroom at about 7.10 to start at 7.15. Now, what I didn't know, since this is my first year teaching ever, is that the parents come in at 6.30 and start lining up outside your classroom with their drivers, their bodyguards, and their maids carrying big bags of things like tissue and and all those consumable things that you share in the classroom throughout the whole sure. year, right? You with yeah. me so far? Now, yeah. so I got there late, and there's all these people. There's like 32 kids and their drivers and everybody else all outside my classroom because I'm late. And I barely open the door. The kids rush in. The parents are asking me in Spanish and English, what do I do with these bags? Where do I put them? And I'm like, uh, you put it over. I, there's no room in the classroom either. It's barely enough desk space. But I'm like, throw the bag over there. We'll deal with it later. So after all these people get in, I'm going to go back to that question I gave you before about, about interruptions. Because I finally get all my kids sitting down there. I did not know this school had a specific thing that they do every year. It's a K-12 through school. And I had just about gotten done introducing myself standing in front of 32 kids and all of a sudden you hear this and all these sirens going off there's this ruckus out in the in the parking lot down there and it's an open campus there's like in the hallway there's kids looking down over the railings i embraced the situation i stopped introducing myself i stopped and i said unfortunately I said in my not-ever-teaching voice, officially for my first homeroom day ever, all right, listen, if you want to go and see what's going on, go right ahead, get up and look, take a look. So I had half of the kids bolt out of the classroom and run at full speed past all the other classrooms, down the steps and down towards where the event was happening. About halfway through the, the entourage of kids leaving my classroom, I stopped half of them and said, stay here, stay here. Let's walk down together to see what's going on. But the other half had already bolted. And walking with my class down to the parking lot area to find out what's going on, my friend Shannon, who teaches sixth grade, is standing there, six foot four, whatever. He's like, Greg, yeah, I thought those were your kids in the hallway. <laughs> he goes i saw him running i figured that was your class i'm like thanks i go down so we go walking down with half of my class the other half they're all out like running around in the parking lot around what's happening you guys is their senior class makes their entrance into the school on a oh. fire truck with full lights and everything it's sponsored okay. by one of the parents I had misspoken. If I had said, all right, everybody line up, 
Let's go see what's going on. Follow Mr. Lemoyne down the steps. We'll go and see what the event is. But sure enough, there's half of my class running around and all the other teachers going, what the hell's going on with this guy? You know, <laughs> this is going to be a long year. <laughs> That's my long drawn out story. It would have been nice to someone tipped you off to the grand entrance of a fire engine. Thank you. That wasn't in the notes. It wasn't. There was no email about it. There's no written <laughs> note. No one said, hey, Greg, by the way, just expect a fire truck with full lights and sound coming into the school to present the, the whole senior class or whatever, right? I don't know. No one said anything about I can't, you know, I have no leg to stand on, but I have a good story now for the rest of my life to tell. But uh, I don't know. If I had been in that situation years later, I probably wouldn't have learned from that if I had done it the right way. I don't know if your professor was talking about alarms in third world countries, but... You know, just a hunch, but yeah. I think he was referring to, like, if you found a, I don't know, uh, a moth on your classroom plant. Yeah, let's stop and talk about I know. Hey, I, awesome. I want another, that same year, I mean, same year teaching, I, I learned something very valuable with that same theory, but I handled it differently with a little experience, right? So when you learn in the classroom sure. is not always what you learn by experience. We had, sure, yeah. yeah, my little quick follow-up story was I learned from that experience. The next interruption I had, besides them killing a possum in the kindergarten one day in front of the kindergartners, no, that wasn't it, <laughs> with baseball bats. No, the same class, about six months later, we had slat windows, right, and fans in the room, so we had no air conditioning. So the windows were all open, and we had a hummingbird fly into the classroom during reading. Their kids are all reading quietly, and all of a sudden there's this bird, and it keeps going, right? It keeps hitting its head against the slat window trying to get back out the other way, sure. and it kept yeah. knocking itself out. So oh, no. I said to all the kids, I stopped the reading lesson, and I said, hey, does anybody know a method? How can I get this out? If I grab it, it's going to break its wings, right? They're so, they're so fragile. So the hummingbird has a really long beak, and one of the little fifth graders says to me, Mister, the next time it hits itself and knocks itself out, grab it by the beak. The whole class is like watching this happen. We stopped reading and everything, so we embraced this interruption. And I grabbed the little bird by the beak, walked it out yeah. of the classroom with its beating wings, right? And I let it go, and it flew away. Well, I mean, I learned really well from my first day of school from half the kids running out of the classroom like it's like it's a circus to embracing the interruption and, say, and learning from that first day, right? So you, yeah. you never stop learning from kids. But who would have thunk that, right? Kent's looking at you like, wow, that's fascinating. Hmm. I'm just remembering my... Uh my childhood, that's how we dealt with Uncle Larry after he had a few too many rounds. <laughs> we just grab him by the beak, walk him to the door, and toss him on out. Go home, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> we all have that Uncle Larry, right? Grab him by the beak. Hey, you're drunk. Get out of here. <laughs> just leave him on out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, guys, speaking of um, first day, if um, you're a teacher out there or somebody who has some interesting first day experiences and you'd like to share those, uh, I think we have a Twitter account, don't we, Greg? What's our handle on Twitter? ITP expats. Just like... ITP expats. Yep. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Go ahead. It's, you can lead us off with that whole slew of things. Oh. We have a lot of social media. We do. 
We have a lot and we even started checking all of it now too. So if you want to share some of your first day experiences, you can go ahead and check that out on ITP expats on Twitter. If you want to tweet, maybe we'll tweet back. And uh, we've also got an email address, itpexpats at gmail.com. And if you also want to look us up, you can find us on Instagram as well. IT, let's IT, ITPX. <laughs> Hold on a second. I've got this all mixed up. ITP expats just straight up from there as well. Uh, also, if you kind of uh, have some more episode ideas that you want to hear us cover in season two, now that we're an established official accolade collecting minor accolade, partially sponsored podcast, let us know shoot some ideas our way and uh, we'll try it and do our best to cover those topics. That was a real long spiel. Wasn't it Kent? That was, was it too long? I could shorten it up. No, I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> it sounded great, Matt. We just need to get out there and we have a big listener uh, pool and we're all over the country. We're all over the world in many countries. And uh, my mom listens to it still. Well, gentlemen, I, uh, I think I'm going to begin the checkout now that we've had a chance to reconnect and talk about what our first days were like back in the biz. And uh, I look forward to our next recording session. Oh, he's, he's going he's gonna to leave us, Kent? Matt, are you oh, leaving us now? Big, is this the big close? Let me plug something else, Matt, before we go, and we'll, we'll bring it to a close. So I'm, I'm going to start again oh, here. Oh, okay. Listeners, I do want to plug one other, one other podcast I've been listening to. You know, we were talking about first days and getting ready for teaching. And if you're a teacher out there that hasn't started teaching, you're learning how to be a teacher, there's a podcast called Real Teaching 101. And it's hosted by... Megan, Lauren, and Lindsay. Two are out of California and one's in the Midwest. If you ever want to listen to a great podcast, you can look for it, Real Teaching 101, and it addresses the things that you don't learn in education courses to become a teacher. So pre-service teaching, it's things that you learn your first year that no one tells you about. Like there's going to be a fire truck out there, right? Yeah. No, it's on uh, Apple Podcasts and all of the different platforms. And I know you like listening to different podcasts besides us. So Real Teaching 101. I want to check that out. Yeah, that sounds really interesting, actually. Because really, you could have just said everything. Because college, I don't see how college really prepares you for what you really face. It's the learning starts day one when you get into that classroom. Ah. Also, if you Words check out that mind. podcast, you're, you're bound to run into an interview from our very own Greg Lemoyne on that podcast. So ah. you have two reasons to to plug into that podcast. Yeah, we talked about my book a little bit. <clears throat> Finding the right fit, www.amazon.com or wherever <laughs> you buy your fine books. And for those podcasters out there listening who want to tap into the other two-thirds of talent on this show, give Kent and I <laughs> No, I'm not <laughs> <totally kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you what, Matt, uh, I didn't tell you this. Uh, we did, Matt, uh, Kent and I did a podcast about returning to school a little bit ago that you weren't here for in between that we talked about what we did over our summers and you were with your family and we knew you were doing family stuff most of it and we shared our stories and that podcast the real teaching 101 i was in indonesia for about three weeks and halfway into my trip i was in bali 
or in Komodo, excuse me. I was in Komodo at a hotel and I had to wake up early and podcast with them and do an interview. I'm still waiting to hear that episode come out and drop, but at some point they might. It was pretty fun. They're, they're talking all about things that, about being a teacher and they didn't know about international. So they invited me on as a guest and really? went from there. Yeah, it was great. And it was an early morning, like 13 hour difference. So I had to wake up early and talk to them at the end of their day. So it was a lot of huh. fun, and I, I I invite people to listen to that podcast. They're entertaining, and it's a good learning podcast for teachers that are starting out and uh, go from there. So it's great to reach out to other podcasts. Ours is an excellent podcast, and I'm so happy that Matt's back with us because we're going to try and pump out a lot more with Matt, and I'll get other interviews on, of course, but the three of us talking. Matt, I love having you back. Great having you back, buddy. It's good to be back, guys. So we'll wrap this up and and let Matt uh, bring us to a halt. Now, before Matt wraps us up, I'm going to put a plug in for my, you know, I've been trying to do a, get us to do a catchy catchphrase at the end. So oh, yeah. try this one out. I'm Kent, the cat guy. And until next time, you're dismissed. Oh, no. Are we doing that? <laughs> <laughs> until next time. Class is over. I don't know. I'm, I'm working them out. Just try them out. Let the audience hear them. They can respond. They can email us. And let, let, let us know which one they like best. Matt, do you have a, a, an exit uh, strategy too? I mean, that besides Kent's, do you like, what do you think? Uh, an exit. You know what? Way to put me on the spot. <laughs> an outro. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with one next time. You know I'll be ready. I've got one. You know, thank you for listening. I'll give you my spiel here, and listeners, you okay. can let us know. I'm going to say, all right, thank you for listening to ITP. This is Greg, the the single guy. We got Matt, the family guy, and we got Kent, the cat guy. And don't forget to buy that book. Find me the right www.amazon.com or wherever you buy your finer books. I refuse to bow to corporate sponsors in this program. <laughs> I will not. Be controlled by the media. Okay. We should make know up what you some, mean by that. We're gonna have to make up some sponsors, right? <laughs> Brought to you by. Uh, when I'm done podcasting, I like a Seven Up Light <laughs> for that refreshing taste. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to prematurely cut us off earlier. Just in our liner notes that we had discussed earlier, you didn't, you hadn't mentioned that other stuff. So that's my fault. Clearly, we're professionals. According to the corporate uh, podcasting plan that we had for this meeting, um, Kent, right? We had decided yes. that we would be working at least 53 minutes, and you're trying to cut us off at 52 minutes, and I don't appreciate that. So, Matt, my fault. Yeah, won't happen again. Okay. We'll let you on the next episode then. But anyway, really, All thank right. you so much for joining us, Matt. And let's bring this to a close. So we're here with Greg the Single Guy. Yeah, the cat guy. And Matt, the family guy. And thanks so much for listening to the International Teacher Podcast. Brought to you by Finding the Right Fit by www.amazon.com <laughs> or wherever you buy your fire books. Or any other book by Ron Dobson. <laughs> <laughs>